everyone. Today we have Sean Crandall, the founder of Crandall Fitness on the podcast. Sean, thanks for hopping on. Oh yeah, thanks um, for inviting me. You got it. Number one, so I know this isn't your full-time gig at right now. Can you tell me about your day job? So I'm a U.S. Border Patrol agent uh, during the daytime as far as it interferes with stuff that has to do with this. So we started this kind of on the side out of our garage because, yeah, we do that 50 hours a week. So that's five days a week. And I've been doing that for 14 years. And I'm down here in the southwest. Well, everybody knows we're out of Las Cruces, New Mexico, so it's not going to matter. Right. So we're down here. My station's down here. And, um, yeah, I've been done 14 years. I did, I've been a regular agent. I've done prosecutions. I've done alien smuggling unit. I've done intel. And I was part of a special operations team for a while called mobile response team. It's not like the top tier one we have. It's like a middle one. But we got deployed around the U.S. to do we do stuff with FEMA. We would do stuff during like floods. We would do stuff if they need extra law enforcement presence somewhere. If a bunch of people were getting rowdy and their cops were having a hard time. So we've been in North Dakota. I've been South Texas. We've been all over. Got it. So what's a what's a typical day look like? Well, at my station, typically uh, you you go up, uh, you show up at muster, and they're going to assign you the location you're going to go to, and then you're going to go out and either patrol line watch, run a checkpoint, um, or do whatever other collateral duty you have if you're a canine or whatever, you know what I mean? So every day is different. You don't really have an assigned spot you're going to be at. Got it. And, you know, if you watch the news, it makes it sound like there's something, ex not, not exciting is not the right word, but like action happening just about every day, uh, or just like, that's all you really hear about. Would you say that's the case or is it? more like low key sometimes. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah we're busy. I mean, everybody's seen the okay. news. We're pretty busy. Yeah. Okay. You just got all the guys. The best part is, I mean, the guys on the ground, like the boots on the ground guys are the ones taking care of business. So we're just doing, honestly, they're just doing the best that we can do to arrest right. as many people as possible and do and get people prosecuted and processed and do all that. As far as like what happens above that, like fortunately, like we don't have any say in that cause we're not in charge, but, and I don't know, you know, whoever was making the decisions, but you got the same guys on the ground are still doing the same things every day. It doesn't matter if, you know, if there's Trump's in the house or Biden's in the house, everybody on the ground is going to do the same work because you just do your job, you know, like a patrol officer, probably in PD, depending on what, the, doesn't matter who the police chief is, you're kind of still pulling people over and responding to calls and doing your thing. Yeah, it makes sense. There's still plenty of work to do. All right, well, let's transition to home gym stuff. So I know you've had a home gym for like many years. You've sent me, it was maybe a year or two ago, you sent me your home gym and it's just like loaded with, it looks yeah. like a commercial gym. So could you tell me about just when and why you started a home gym? Yeah, so in 1998, I was like 16. I went to a really small school in the middle of nowhere, Missouri, in Northeast Missouri by the Iowa border. And you didn't really have a gym at the school. And there's not really, there's a YMCA in our town that's probably 20 miles away, seven, 14 miles away. Boy. Yeah. So it wasn't great. So I actually was able to work out one summer with my cousin, who was my age, with his football team. And they're like a little 3A school, but they had a, a weight room. And I was like, you know what? I need to keep, like, keep up this, keep up the same stuff that I was doing with them. Cause we didn't really have a weights program at my school. Cause we weren't big enough to do all that yet. Like PE. And that was about it. 
I found out where our school bought some of their equipment. I mean, by saying our school had a gym or a weight room meant our school had a plate loaded lat pull down. It had a squat rack, like one of those, like just standing squat racks. It had a bench press, like just a flat bench press. And then it had some dumbbells and that was it. <laughs> that was, the, that was our people? entire, uh, let's say for our basketball team or baseball team, maybe 15 or 20 people. <laughs> Dang. I mean, that's like literally the entire gym. If you go and see, we did a, we gave a bunch of equipment back to my high school. They did like a news article about it. Oh man, we have it on Instagram somewhere. But if you see the little room it's in, it's, it's, it makes me sad actually. <laughs> so I found out where the school was buying stuff and I started buying stuff from there and putting it in my parents' basement. We lived out on a farm. And so I started putting it in my parents' basement and started with a bench that would do flat and incline. I did a lap pull down and then had a crowbar. And then we did that. And then every summer when I would work, the summers I would buy, instead of, I guess, buying a vehicle or going out and drinking and stuff, I would buy a piece of equipment from there. And then I would buy like a squat rack and then I bought whatever. So then I went to Mizzou. I went to college, lived in the dorms for a year. We moved into a duplex. There's six of us in this duplex, right? So there's two garages and then two sets of two-story little three-bedroom, two-bedroom bathroom houses. We turned both garages into gyms. So then I would buy a few more pieces. And we had like a leg side and an upper body side. And then, oh, nice. then once I graduated from that, that was 2004. I graduated from there. And then I moved it back into a shed that I bought this house when I graduated high school. And we had a, like a 1,200-square-foot shed. And then I bought like some secondhand like green turf and just laid it on the ground and put all the equipment on top of it so it would, wouldn't be on the concrete mm -hmm. and then there was a club a dance club that closed down in columbia and i paid the construction guys i tipped them if they would get the mirrors off the wall because they were just going to break them all if they would get them off the wall and i would come pick them up i would i, I paid them like 50 bucks or something mm -hmm. so they took them down for me like these big six foot by eight foot mirrors uh -huh. and so i put those in my truck drove those home and then we liquid nailed those to the wall and so then we had that as a, like a community gym. So my buddies would come over, we work at it in that shed. Uh huh. So that started that. And then when I got this job with Border Patrol, I moved down here to New Mexico. We moved all of that down, and that was a pain in the ass because it was like a 26 foot. I think just one 26 foot U-Haul was just the gym. Uh huh. And then we got it in here, and then so I used it for a long time until. 2020 when everything shut down and we were already set up because we already had a home gym so we're like okay this is awesome and then people started running out of stuff and i was like you know what we'll buy some so what i wanted to do was i want to make some custom weights for my gym so i'm going to order a bunch of weights and bars that are all orange and black so let's do that but i got to order a bunch so let's see if we can sell the extras so i only the only crandall fitness only started because i wanted to buy a bunch of crap for myself that was customized but i had to buy a bunch what year was this? This is 2020. 2020. Yeah. And Be so before, I, before COVID officially started? or It was like in March. It was like right when it hit. I was already like I had already in the process uh -huh. because I'd already ordered the stuff. I just didn't get it. So I just sold the extra weights and bars to guys at work. Uh -huh. And we ended up selling out the whole thing. Like we were selling them out of our garage. And so all the guys at our station bought a bunch of stuff. And I was like. And then I started hearing about how people couldn't find stuff. And I was like, hey, we could probably do that again, but let's do like a whole container. 
So we made a website. I made it myself. It was crappy, I admit. And we used Squarespace. And we ordered a container of just weights and bars. And before it got here, we sold it out. Also, I didn't understand how important bumper plates were to people because I never did CrossFit or powerlifting or anything. I just lifted with iron. Uh So our first two orders were all iron, like rubber-coated iron plates. I had no idea that there was even a market for bumper plates. I also, I didn't know jack shit about Olympic bars versus power bars. Cause I just go to the gym and get a bar and just use whatever right. bar was like, uh-huh. I, cause I wasn't throwing them around on the ground. Plus I was a meathead. Right. So I was like, yeah. ah, CrossFit's dumb. I'm not doing CrossFit <laughs> uh-huh. or whatever, you know? Cause you're like, Oh, I don't do that. That's stupid. You know, everybody had their thing back then. So then I started learning about the bars and make sure the tensile strength is this way. And you have needle bearings and bushings and all this stuff. And we we're like, so our first plan, honestly, was to buy bars and weights. And then we we're like, oh, if people buy stuff from Rogue and Rep and people like that, they can buy their power racks from there, but we'll supply the weights and bars. Well, then people started asking us for racks and benches and stuff. And then, so we started getting those and we started selling those like crazy. And then it, it really just blew up, honestly. And, and was most of this, like you were actually shipping the stuff or were you just like Both. delivering it locally? Both. Both. Yeah, even with my super shitty website, somehow people were still buying from us. Uh huh. I remember like they had that goose. I don't know if you remember they had like that goose fitness and some other crap where you like you looked at it like that's kind of shady. That's probably what people thought when they went to our website. (laughs) It was like pictures with my phone in our garage of the weights. They're probably like, "Mm, that seems weird. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You got to start somewhere. Can you give me a quick rundown of just how your company has evolved and like before that, actually like. When you first started making these orders, yeah. were you planning on still being here three years later? Or was it more of like, I'm just going to do this right now, make make some quick dollars because it's the need? Or did you kind of think, oh, I think I want to do this for a number of years? Yeah, actually, once we first started, once we started getting power racks and stuff, I was like, oh, man, we should do this for like a really long, like we could build this giant, in my head, right? I'm going to build this giant rogue empire and we're going to uh-huh. take on the big dogs. Right. Cause back then I had talked to like the owner of rep Ryan, I had talked to him, one of the brothers, mm-hmm. I had talked to him and I was like kind of making connections. Cause you know, they're, they're, I'm not a threat right to them really in reality. So they're yeah. like, you know, they're giving me pointers like, Hey, do this and you can do that. And this is how we did shipping. So I started getting connections for like UPS shipping. So now we get really, really good rates on that. So I, now I, before when I was shipping a bar to, let's say Massachusetts, it was 125 bucks, 150 bucks. Now it cost me $22. You know what I mean? And then I would get power racks like, oh, crap, like freight, super expensive. Well, then I started, I got a call from a guy and he was like, hey, we can help you with freight. You know, we'll, we'll get companies a bit against you. And we started using my carrier. And then I started finding, fortunately for us, we live in a border town or close to a border town uh, where all of those freight carriers have an actual office with real people in them you can talk to. And they will bid against each other like crazy. So now... After trial and error, we've narrowed it down to like the three companies we like the best, which is like Saya, Old Dominion, and RNL. They have the best customer service. They don't damage our stuff. They give us the best rates, but they're super competitive because there's a million people. Like I think ten, they said through the port of entry from Mexico into El Paso, I think they get 10,000 trucks a day. So like the freight down here is king. So we got really, really, really great rates on freight. So that helped a lot that helps us a lot like with shipping like the big stuff over to the northeast and east you know stuff like that because we're unlike 
a lot of the companies, like, I mean, there's only six of us right now, or now we have eight employees, right? We started with just me and my wife, then me and my wife and my niece, we were in a warehouse, 2,700 square foot warehouse, shipping out of there, doing everything ourselves. I go after work and work. My wife, like on her lunch break was going over and meeting people that could pick up their orders. My niece was working. She's at, she's going to college and we did that for a year. And some, somehow we just kept growing, even though we're like not on a main road. Nobody knew where we were. They were just finding us through our website. And then we're, you know, we're getting traffic by using Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like I go into Facebook, like home gym groups, you know, and I'm like, hey, you should try Crandall Fitness, which ended up inevitably getting kicked me kicked out of the garage gym review page. I got banned, <laughs> got banned twice. That'll That's how it. I met the, the basement branding guy because he was uh, – He's a moderator or whatever, so he convinced him to let me back in the first time that I apparently overstepped my vows again. They beat, they booted me permanently. Yeah, so that was kind of funny. I was like, damn it. But I'm like, I couldn't just help, like, don't buy that crap. Buy something from us. It's really good. So that was the other thing is, too, is I made sure everything we had was, like, top quality. Right. Because I'm like, the first thing that's going to sink us is we ship something to somebody, and they're like, well, this is crap, and it fell apart. And so, like, every time... I've bought stuff. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but like we try to break everything. I try to break everything just to make sure it won't break. Or I bring it to my house and I test it out. I use it here. So we went from that. Then we're like, okay, we're growing a little bit. Let's run a little storefront. So we got a 2,000 square foot retail shop in Las Cruces. That started doing really well too. We're like, oh shit, now we're doing really well. So then we got another warehouse in El Paso that we just pay by the pallet. So we have, it's like 100,000 square feet. We can put as much crap as we want. And then the rent is way cheaper than it would ever cost me to rent an entire building that would hold that much stuff. I mean, we can take up 10,000 square feet, 5,000 square feet, and I can spend 700 bucks a month or 1,000 bucks a month. Like there's just no way you'd ever rent a place that big. Plus those guys, when we first started, every time a container would show up, we have a loading dock, but you had to like carry the ramp over. And set it in the truck. It's like 350 pounds. So that was super yeah. fun. And then drive in myself and unload every freaking one of them. And then take them into the warehouse. Set them all out in the parking lot in front of our warehouse. And then try to figure out how to Tetris them into the warehouse to get it all to fit. And that was not awesome. I believe it. Yeah, I remember the first container I got. I had no idea what the hell I was getting into. I bought like the smallest ramp that would fit on the front that my forklift could drive up into. And I was like, fuck, you can't turn in these things because they stack them side by side. So I'm like moving the ramp back and forth, trying to drive in. So eventually it gets to the back and some of the bumper plates had like collapsed. And I was like, (sighs) and you have a time limit to unload these damn things. Otherwise they start charging like a hundred bucks, like every 30 minutes after that or something. It's some stupid amount. Gotcha. So I'm like, oh my God, I'm by myself. So I take the pallet jacket, I run in there and I just pick up. I think it was like two crates. Mm-hmm. It was like two or three crates. It was like 3,000 or 4,000 pounds. And I just like pulled it out of the container. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. I got to like, <laughs> I just had adrenaline going. I'm like, this shit's coming out. Uh-huh. I don't care. So I'd get it to the edge, but I had to get it all the way to the edge so that my forklift could get in there and pick it up. Because with the ramp, it was like in the way. So I couldn't drive up because the forks would be kind of up and it wouldn't go under. And I didn't have enough room to drive it up like that and then pick it up. So I had to get it to the edge. So I just pulled the pallet jack all the way to the end until it fell off the back of the container. And then, of course, the crates land and they're like tilting, you know, towards me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to die right here under this 2,200 pounds of 45 pound bumpers. 
And that'll just be it. I'll be dead. And it'll be because <laughs> I was trying to move bumpers by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened three times on that thing. I was like, oh my God. But luckily I didn't die. So I got those out. And after that, I went and bought the biggest ramp they had. And then we started unloading them ourselves for a year and a half. So that was a fucking nightmare. That was honestly a nightmare, especially when you get power racks and stuff, because you have to have, they'd stack them in there like long ways. So you have to have extensions, which we didn't know about that before. So we'd put them in and then the pallet would break on one side. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, and like, you just get so frustrated or you're like moving dumbbells and you would turn in the dumbbell crate. Because before, for some reason, like now I get everything crated. I don't care. Everything's coming to me crated because they would ship bumpers and stuff and like these on a pallet, but they would wrap it and they'd put like these tubes down the middle of the bumpers, you know? Uh, hell no because they yeah. stack them they get in the ocean and by the time you get it it's yeah. like uh, crashed and then you open your container like oh my god i'm gonna have to hand load 45 like no i'm not doing that we had dumbbells like eight one day we had 80 pound dumbbells i was driving them out and like the crate fell apart and like 30 80 85 90 95 pound dumbbells just splattered all over the ground and we're out there in the parking lot cars are there we're trying to pick them up i was like oh my god like this is so we finally got the warehouse in El Paso, and now those guys unload them for me. I don't have to do uh, anything. How often were you getting those shipments? So right now we get one or two a month. Okay. A container. So like a shorty 20-foot containers, we usually what you get the weights and dumbbells in because they're so dense. It goes by weight. So they'll do like 36,000 pounds in a 20-footer, and then a 40-footer will do 42,000 pounds. So you don't want to put dumbbells in there because you're paying for the really big one, but it doesn't. It only single stacks them. You know, you want them all double stacked. So that is what we get benches and like power racks and that kind of stuff in there. Cause you'll never hit the weight limit. Right. So we usually get one or two of those a month. And so we had the store in Las Cruces for about a year in like three months. And we opened up another one in El Paso, which is, I don't know where, in Indiana where you're at, but like, it's like 30 miles apart, right? So you have a giant border town. that's like a million people. And then you have a town that's like a hundred thousand, like 30 miles away. So we're in the yep. little town. So okay. now we open one down there in the bigger city. Uh-huh. It just gets so much more traffic. I mean, 70% probably of our traffic in our store in Las Cruces was from El Paso. But me not knowing this before, apparently like Cruces to some El Paso people is like very, very far away. Right. right. So yeah. they're like, oh, 30 minutes is just too far to drive over there. I'll just go to Dick's and buy something crappy. You know, once we got there, now they're like, oh, thank God you're here. Like we saw you in Cruces, but it was just like too far to go over there you know i'm like are you gonna spend three or four thousand dollars on a home gym you're like you think you'd drive 30 minutes but whatever i was just gonna say maybe it's because you have to take it all back and, yeah well so we do delivery and install too though oh, okay yeah right. so we offer within 50 miles we do deliveries and installs so we do a bunch of those okay because there's a lot of people that yeah they don't want to mess with it they don't want to build the crap they don't want to deal with any of that stuff and our biggest thing is customer service like we kiss everybody's butts, all of our customers. So mm -hmm. if you ever see our like Google, if anybody's listening, you see the Google reviews, go look at the Google reviews from our pasta store and our cruise store over 400. And they're all like five star, I think, except for two. One yeah, guy gave us yeah. two stars because he missed the driveway to our store in El Paso. And he said he had to drive around the block and he didn't like that. And well, he didn't well, even buy anything. He just <laughs> Okay. That's. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, let me ask you this. I ha I actually yeah. wanted to ask you. So like you mentioned you started basically right up during COVID and so did a lot of other gym equipment companies like kind of doing the same thing, like buying up, buying up a bunch of bars, buying up a bunch of plates. Yeah. And a lot of them aren't real, aren't here at all anymore. 
So they're just gone or you just don't see them at all. What led to your success to, to being here? I think ours are the quality of our equipment and the customer service. Those are the two biggest things. Cause I've had a ton of, a ton of customers say, and I'm not, I don't have anything against rogue or rep or anybody else. Right. Is they're like, Hey, I've never had the owner of the company call me and be like, Hey dude, your pallet shipping the, tomorrow. Like it's like, I just ordered today. Like, yeah, it's shipping tomorrow. You're going to have it like four days. They're going to call you. This is what's going to happen. This is what's going to happen. We're going to deliver it. They're going to call you seven appointment. We're going to have a lift gate. And he's like, Oh shit. Okay, cool. Like that. I do that every week. Uh-huh. And every week people are like, I've never had like, or they email me, Hey man, you know, the pad on this bench, I got it. It was torn. And I'll call them and be like, Hey dude, I'll have a pad you tomorrow. They're like what? I'm like, yeah, we have a pad tomorrow. Like just like that. I don't have to like do anything. I'm like, nah, we're good. And just, yeah. How have you managed your time over the last? Oh yeah. I don't have a lot of time. Right. So yeah. I do the, I do the board patrol. I do this. My kids and I do jujitsu. I coach my kids basketball team. Okay. My daughter does gymnastics and dance. I've got four kids too, by the way, there's uh-huh. five, seven, nine and 11, uh, baseball, basketball, they do football. Uh, we work out. Uh, I don't have a, I don't do a lot of TV watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, before when we first started, I would literally be up because in case people don't know, shocker, we import our stuff. So I design it and then I have another company make it. So they're open in the middle of the night. So if I want to design stuff and talk to an engineering person and go back and forth on a new project, I have to be up all night to do that. And then I go to work at 6 (laughs) a.m. Gotcha. Basically, right now, your store, you sell everything, you know, everything you would need for a home gym, racks, bars, plates. Specialty dumbbells, yeah. dumbbells, specialty strength machines, mm. lots of them. Um, so I'd be curious just to say, just to hear, like, I don't know, maybe like what are what are some products that you've been really surprised that have done really well for you, or just something that more people should know that you that you do sell. Well, at first it was our bumpers because I had no idea people oh, like yeah. bumpers so damn much. <laughs> I was like, these things are stupid. I can't even hold on to the damn things. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what I mean? Like, like who wants these damn big plastic rubber things that are paying the ass to move around? I'm like, these steel ones we have have handles. They're way better. Than Honestly, the first shocker was the bumpers. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm, I've already talked about it, but yeah, like just how many people like bumpers. And I, now I get it. Like, I put them on the inside. They're bigger than my iron ones. It's so much easier to load for deadlifts and stuff. Like, right. Um, and then, so now we do CrossFit gyms and stuff. Like, they're probably, I mean, they're a bigger, they're a way bigger seller than our the steel ones. We'd sell a lot of steel ones to commercial gyms and stuff like that, like the uh-huh. old school meathead gyms. But um, now, since I'm in Border Patrol, we do a lot of our bumpers with like police stations and military and like uh, Border Patrol ha- buys a lot of our stuff for like their sector and different stations buy our bumper plates. And we buy really nice ones that have locking center rings. They have like the pins in them. So they're welded to the center ring and then they pour the rubber around them. So you can just abuse the living shit out of them and they're never going to come loose, like ever, unless you break the welds. So by putting them with military and law enforcement and like border patrol places, they've been there for a couple of years. I haven't had any that I've had to replace that are, that are that, that we made with that quality. And so that's been good because if anybody's going to destroy stuff, it's going to be a government worker because they don't care. They don't pay for it. So it's going to abuse the shit out of it. But I think, one thing too is like is just like the power racks benches. I knew when we built like our lap lap pull downs that they were gonna do really well because we use six inch pulleys, which I don't know if I'm not sure if anybody else does. 
I know there's a few big names on the market that don't. And the reason you do that is because when the cable goes over the pulley, right? If you have a smaller pulley, it puts more kink in the cable. Yeah. Well, I've had machines since 1998 that I still have, and I've never replaced the cable or the pads on them. So I'm like, oh, how are these made? What size cables they use? What size pulleys they use? So we make sure all of our machines are like that, that quality. So when you buy the lap pull down in 30 years, you literally have the same lap pull down and you won't, you won't be calling me to replace the cable because I've used other brands or had other brands at different stations I've been at where they've bought stuff and they use like the four inch pulleys or they use what two inch, like even two inch or three inch pulleys. And those, they go through cables like every year, every two years, the cables are fraying, you know, stuff like that. So the bumper plates, that was a big surprise on how much they sell and the power, power racks. I, I think the power racks too, because how big they are. You know what I mean? Like I get, now it's like the normal, right? You get a power rack, you get a bench, you get a bar. But when I first started, we first started, I was like, man, people are going to see these things and be like, this is way too damn big. Like, you know, unless you're like some kind of, cause we didn't get very many at the beginning. Cause you're like, oh, she's some kind of hardcore, but we went ape crap, you know, and did like the 49 by 49 with the 11 gauge, like, you know, and like, well, if we're going to do one, only have one option and a power rack. Cause we don't have, we don't do the one inch ones. We just do the five eights. Right. Like if you're going to do one option, we're going to make it the beefiest damn thing ever. So that way we never have anybody return it. We're not going to go like with a cheapy model. So like you either buy the really good one we have or have to buy a crappy one, you know, like, or buy a cheaper one from somewhere else. Our biggest problem I think now is space is having the space to display everything. If that makes sense, like in our showrooms for sure to get enough square footage, like our new one is 5,000 square feet. But to get enough square footage to not only have a good size showroom, but then have enough inventory there, right? You don't have to be restocking every week because that's like the biggest pain in the ass ever is carrying all the shit inside yeah. the building. Yeah, I believe by it. hand is not awesome, but I keep doing doing that to myself. Is is having the inventory to do it and the space to store everything, and then just keeping track of all the stuff, right? So we do the west side spacing and. We'll probably keep that for like, who knows, another year or so before we ever reach out into, because then you, right, you add the one inch holes and now we got to do one inch hole spotter arms and one yep. inch hole flip yep. down safeties. And oh my God, now I got to double my inventory, right? And that just becomes this huge pain in the butt. One good thing though, a surprise sale, seller is those new, the free motion swing arms. Yeah. Right. Because I built those, we designed those and patented them literally based off the fact that I'm a I do bodybuilding and I was like, I cannot get a God. Like there's no way you can squeeze 20 different hammer strength machines into your house. Right. To get the, con right. the thing is the converging, being able to converge to flex, to do, you know, the hypertrophy. So I was like, how can I make a swing arm that doesn't just go straight out? Cause like, it's fine for me. I'm six, five, like two fifty, Right. So that's, it doesn't bother me. Cause it's like right where my hands are going to be anyway. But my wife is like five foot six, you know, one thirty. It's like, super wide grip bench press for her. You know what I mean? Or anything she's doing. So she's like, this right. is stupid. <laughs> right. That <laughs> stupid. makes sense. So now with those new converging ones now, and then you can do flies and you all ship because you have a lot of guys too. Like, as they get older, luckily for me, knock on wood, I haven't had that knock on steel, I guess I haven't had that problem, but like, you know, like shoulder injuries and all this stuff. So it's just, you can do your bench press. You can do your flies, you can do all your stuff and it's just tied to your rack. So it's not going to go anywhere. You can set the pins so they only drop down so far so you're not hurting your shoulders trying to get them up, you know. You can swing them out of the way. Just the converging part. Strictly for bodybuilding. I know, like, 
CrossFit people and powerlifters probably have no use for them, but yeah, we sell a bunch of them to to guys because they want that the ability to do some of those hammer strength millet like converging you know shoulder press and decline press and flat press and all and all that stuff. What about products that didn't sell like you thought they would? I think hex trap bars. One hundred percent. I bought like a ton of them. And we don't sell as many of those. We sell them more locally. I think the problem is because we don't have like an open one. You know, like every I think everybody's going to the open ones. Yeah, for sure. Not only I'm, I'm maybe I'm ignorant. I don't give a shit if it's open. Like I, that doesn't like whatever. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck about being open trap bar. If I'm going to use a trap bar, I'm just going to use it. Like I don't need all the other bullshit. You know, I'm going to use it for just the trap bar stuff. I'm not going to use it for all the 58 million things that they show on the videos. You know, because you're like I have bars for that stuff, <laughs> but ours are one piece. Because I wanted like this super heavy duty, solid welded thing that uh-huh. I could sell to like the U.S. Army at Fort Bliss, and they could destroy it every day for ten years, and the damn thing's not going to break, right? So yeah. ours are to come in these giant boxes that are bigger than I am. So shipping is a huge pain in the ass, and it's expensive. Yeah. So that's yeah. probably why we don't, because we sell them locally, right? Right. But we don't because ours. I think I think ours is like seven feet or eight. It's some ridiculous amount. It's huge. Wait, when I got them, I apparently I wasn't paying attention to the dimensions. So I was like, "Oh my god, that's really fucking big!" But it looked, it turned out to be like super heavy duty. Yeah, we so we sell locally, fine, but online, and half our sales are online. That's kind of a deal killer on the on those. The other, oh, let's see what else. The rubber, the rubber coat iron. Like we sell a bunch of them, but we don't sell nearly as much as the right. Because in my head, I'm like. Everyone bodybuilds, right? Everyone yeah, only does bodybuilding because right. why wouldn't right. you do bodybuilding? What, like, why would you do anything else in bodybuilding? <laughs> so you just have that mentality. So I'm like, when when I when people kept asking me, like, why don't you, do you guys have bumpers? I'm like, why do I have bumpers? And then I kept getting and getting. I'm like, man, I think we're really missing out on this bumper thing. I have to figure out. For one, we have to figure out how to get a like what quality bumpers are, and then just get those. I don't want to get shitty ones first and then be like, oh, Cradle Fitness bumpers suck. And then I have to convince people later on they're good. Like, So I had to start learning about that. Luckily, the first few, the first sets of bars we got, I already had like needle bearings and yeah. all that stuff. So people like, we, our bars have always been big sellers. But yeah. so, yeah, I would say the bumpers. And that wasn't, that not something, or not the bumpers, but the the rubber coated iron. Yeah. I thought would be our prime weight seller. It's not. It's probably like three to one, right, bumpers. And then the hex bars the thing is we just don't have like a whole lot of items right i'm sure you know like compared to everybody else we don't have like bikes and we don't have all this other stuff when we first started i was like i gotta keep up with the joneses like whatever rep and road come out with we gotta buy Uh and i did that for a little bit and i almost bankrupted us (laughs) honestly like and i was like whoa whoa, whoa." like no because i almost got ghds and all this shit i'm like no we're getting rid of the ghds we're not doing that we're not doing reverse hypers because, you know, you can start getting, like, on these trends. And if you're following Instagram uh-huh. or something, like, ooh, Rogue just came out with a West Side reverse hyper, like, foldable thing. Like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. Or Titan came out with this chest press machine, you know, whatever. Smith machines, whatever it is. Right. Or this multi-rack that does a million things. It's like, and I hate those racks. Uh-huh. I hate them because they're like a Swiss Army knife, right? They're just okay to a whole bunch of crap and not great at anything. So I'm like, because people always ask us, like, hey, do you have – a cable system for your your racks i'm like i don't i bought one we we looked at it we tested i'm like this is stupid because now i have to dedicate like half my rack to a to that right so you got to run the cables you run the pulleys you got to replace the cross member 
Now I've got this thing on my upright that goes up and down. I got to put it at the top to get it out of the way. And then if I'm not using it, I still got cables in the way where I was, where I was bench pressing before. And I'm like, no, I just want it separate. So we're finally coming out this year in the next couple of months. We'll have them for sale, but we'll have like the, the lap pull downs that attach to the back of the yeah. power racks. But the same thing, we'll have the same cabling that I use on my, our big lap pull down. And we'll have the same six inch pulleys and all the same qualities you get like from the plate loaded one. It'll just be able to attach the rack. Cause I've had a lot of people ask about those to get them. And I'm like, you know what? We'll get some of them and just see how they do. Cause like at a home gym, you know, like unless you have a two or three car garage, like you do a power rack with that on there and whatever. And all of a sudden your racks 10 feet long. You know what I mean? It just becomes like this monstrosity, which is fine. Right. If, if you have the room, but, I tend to find like if somebody gets like a four post rack, that's like four feet by four feet. Right. And then you put the little lap pull down next to it. Like it takes up less room than adding one on the back where you have to pull everything out from the wall and you're starting to push their uprights, you know, towards the front of the garage or towards the side. Cause I think a lot of people don't realize too. I don't know. Maybe they don't, or maybe just the people I run into when I do deliveries and stuff is that the garage is slanted. Mm-hmm. Right. So when your water heater blows up or whatever, the water goes outside the front. So they're like, yeah, we're just going to put it on the side here. And I'm like, are you sure? They're like, yeah. I'm like, the problem if you put it on the side, instead of facing like the end, is you're going to have going to be off. So you're going to have to build a platform to level yourself out or get it in your head that when you look at the wall and you're like, why do I feel uneven? It's because you are uneven <laughs> because the garage is going downhill, right? And so then you try to – I always position the racks facing uphill. I think that's better because when you're benching, right, if you're trying to do a flat bench, maybe you have a tiny bit of incline as opposed to like a decline if you flip uh-huh. it around. Yeah. So then you start doing that, right? So now your garage is this way where you thought it was going to be sideways. You're going to put these things around. So now you start building on your six post rack and yada, yada, yada. And now it's pushing your rack out towards the front of your garage. You know what I mean? It's like eating up a whole car spot <laughs> as opposed to like spreading it out across the front. And then you have all this big open room in front, you know, or whatever. I mean, I built ours, like, I don't know if you can see it, like, I built ours, right, like, into the house. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Right? So, I know all of the floors are going to be level, because I'd had it in stuff before, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is a pain, like, having a cricket sucks, so we guys got to build a room. Yeah. Because the gr- and and also I needed heating and air conditioning because I'm a wuss. <laughs> I don't want. Well, I'm sure it gets hot down there. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like 118 in June. 100, yeah, yeah. I, I'd also be curious to hear you started. It's been three years since you've been rolling with this. Have you noticed, like, you started right during COVID? Have you noticed a big change in the environment? It seems like there's more players. Like when I see your garage gym con thing, I'm like, God, there's a lot of damn companies on. There. <laughs> There's, There's a lot of damn companies yeah. on there. Yeah, but I mean, I guess some of them do like very specific like niche things like Bear uh-huh. Steel or, you know, all those kind of guys or Executive Fit, you know, they do platforms. So they're not really in our space. Like I'm not competing with them. Actually, I'm really good friends with Nate. I like, uh, I talk to that dude all the time. But I think it's like, I don't know. I don't want to say, like, I'm not trying to be negative, but it's like, I don't know if it's thinning the herd. I think the, it seems like the bigger dudes I don't know if Rogue's feeling pressure from Rep because I'm sure even like Rep is like blowing up like fucking crazy. Like from when I talked to Ryan before, like two years ago to now, like their whole their whole game is different. You know what I mean? 
like they're like I see them everywhere as much as I see Rogue. You know what I mean? Like I see their ads just as much as I see Rogue's ads, and they're blowing up. And I wonder if that's putting pressure on Rogue because like you see like Go Strong got bought out by Rogue, right? And then Rogue had that thing with the what was those guys that made the dip attachment? It's oh. like stuff started to overlap because you're For getting sure. the same quality, right? Like my rack is at least at least the same quality as a rogue rack. Right. I've heard yeah. people tell me that our racks are nicer. I don't I don't really know because I don't have a rogue rack, so I don't know the difference, right? But like a rep rack is smaller than ours and not as deep, right? Ours are perfect square. Right. So you're getting the same people building these three by everybody's doing the three by three rack, right? I think what's going to make the difference is, is the customer service. It does for us because we're just not big enough to like go toe to toe, but I'm not going to lose market share to them. Like we turn people off of them, not because they have worse products or because I don't like them or whatever, but because we're local and they walk in, they go, Oh shit, you guys have really nice stuff. Plus talking to you guys, I, I see that you guys are really enthusiastic about your equipment and I like what you're doing and it makes me excited to buy from you because you're a small business, right? Like people, a lot of people like this whole small business thing, right? And they like being able to come in and talk to somebody like, what's going on with like, what are the monolift arms for? I've never tried them. Like, hey, we have a showroom. Would you like to try them out? Would you like to try the free motion swing arms? Would you like to try our equipment out? Pick up a dumbbell, go out in the parking lot and throw it across the parking lot. (laughs) See if you can break it. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, go throw it outside. See if you can break it. I don't care. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's badass. So it's just like this hands-on feel. And the space is like, there's so much. It seems like there's so much competition now. And I'm I'm the newbie, right? I'm one of the newbies. So I'm I'm the problem, right? Technically, yeah. I'm the guy that's trying to push in on their market share. But I'm not going anywhere because our customers are super loyal. Like once they buy from us, they're super loyal. So one more thing is, as far as the industry goes too, is everyone's, I don't know if you know, pretty much everybody's going to free shipping. Like free shipping's like, if you don't go free shipping, you're going to die. Well, we're not going to free shipping because we're not going to, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> we have free shipping on like basics, bars, benches, you know, some plate sets or whatever. The reason I don't go to free shipping, I'm like, I've told people this before live on like my Instagram is because I like our local customers so much. They, they're the reason we're in business is because the local people came over. So if I go to free shipping, guess what people, I have to raise all my prices to cover the shipping because it's not really free. Right. Gotcha. If I charge 45 pounds, $45 for 10 pound bumpers, and I charge you $25 to ship and that's 70 bucks. If somebody else charges you 90 or a hundred dollars and they're free shipping, guess what's not free this shipping. So I would have to raise all my prices to cover, to do free shipping across the board and then find a way to do like a local discount where I could still hook up my local people that have been like so loyal. You know what I mean? Because I re- we rely on our local people because we do partner with NMSU Athletics. We're the only equipment supplier for the D1 program down here in New Mexico State. We do big brothers, big sisters down here. We sponsor baseball teams and basketball teams. We sponsor golf events. We sponsor charities. We do um, like the breast cancer awareness runs. Like we sponsor a bunch of stuff in the community here and El Paso because my wife's from El Paso. So we do stuff with their high school. We do stuff for baseball teams. So like – we are really involved in the community and I'm not going to turn around and then to put it blindly fuck people over because I need to worry about maybe gaining an extra 20 or 30 grand a month in sales by offering free shipping, but then screwing over the local people that might come in once every month or once every two months to get a pair of tins or get a pair of dumbbells or whatever, because 
they like us. You know what I mean? And we're giving like good, like honest prices. Like when we started, I purposely priced us between Titan and rep, right? Rep or rogue. I use rogue as the top. No matter what our cost was, I just put us in the middle, which put us about on par with rep. And now we're like one of the cheapest people, not by, not by proxy or because I planned it that way. And because our, not because our stuff sucks. It's just, I ended up being cheaper because like our dumbbells are a dollar 70 a pound because we don't have free shipping. Right. So when the guy off the street comes in and buys two 100 pound dumbbells, right. He's paying 340 bucks instead of 400 from even Walmart's two bucks a pound. Right. So he saves 60 bucks mm-hmm. by buying them from us. And I just can't justify raising it to $2 a pound because when we first got in, nothing was that expensive. Right. And it's blowing my mind that, to keep up with the Joneses, and I'm sure they're, ki- you know, those companies are killing it. Their profit margins are probably killing it. But like, if I just like during COVID, whenever the shipping went out the roof, there was like six months there where we were breaking even, or sometimes yeah. losing money because I was like, I am not raising the prices of my pa- like our power racks have gone from 900 in 2020, 2022 we went to 950, and this recently went to 999. Like, and you get the power rack, right? Jacobs, two pull-up bars, play holders, you know, you get that from Rogue, it's 1500 bucks. It's the same quality. Like there's no way ours is any worse quality than theirs. And you haven't even shipped theirs yet. I just cannot justify putting that goddamn thing at like 1200 bucks. Like I could do 1200 bucks, right? 1300 bucks and do free shipping. But the poor kid that comes in, that's got two grand that wants to get like, I want a rack, I want a bar, a bench and a weight set. Like he'll be at three grand, right? Like. Yeah. What are you going to, like, honestly, like, what are you going to get from Rogue for $2,000? You get a rack. Their new bench is $1,200 if you get that. You know what I mean? Like, you're 30, you're $2,700 in. You don't even have weights in a bar yet. Like, you're going to yeah. spend $4,000 to get what we can get for $2,000. Like, it blows no. my mind. That was part of the reason I got into this damn thing because I was like, these people are like, when I was in high school, I bought a whole a gym in my parents' basement from money I made working jobs where I paid, forgot if I paid five twenty five an hour. Like I could buy an Olympic bench press back then for 250 bucks brand new and pay 50 bucks for it to ship freight. You know what I mean? And a weight set, a 300 pound weight set with a bar was 150 bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like I get it. Prices are higher now, but I'm like, I can't justify charging $800 or $900 for a set of our bumpers with a 300 pound bar. And then you're paying like 600 bucks for a bench. Like it just, Right. You're just, I'm just pricing out the people that I care about, which is like, I want the kid who was my age in high school to, if his parents can't afford it or whatever, he can come in and be like, Hey, I just want to get some dumbbells now and this, and he's not like, fuck, I'm broke after I buy a pair of forties. You know what gotcha. I mean? Like, yeah. because that's how I started. So we're trying to get as many people to get home gyms as possible. I mean, obviously I want to make a profit so I don't go under cause that would kill me too. But like I said, for about a year or six months, we were breaking even like the whole year because shipping was insane. I'm going to let people on a little secret. A 20-foot container in like 2021, was I was paying $25,000. Oh All of my profit from that container was gone. Yeah. Right now, I just paid – last night, I booked two containers, and I paid 6000 each one. Whoa. Right? Right. When I first started, they were 7500 so like for like almost literally a year, I bought like 15 containers and I paid $25,000 each one to ship. And I almost put Crandall Fitness in the dirt because I was just breaking even because I'm like, I am not going to charge $20 for a two and a half pound plate. <laughs> like it's not happening. 
and I'm not raising my bumper, the dumbbells to whatever. Like, I just refuse to do that. And I probably, and honestly, I probably heard us. If we went to free shipping on shit, we would probably make more money. I, I know we would. Because we would sell a lot more shit online. Our, our website gets a shit ton of traffic. Like, we get a lot, a lot of traffic. But I can't justify, like, pushing out the kid who just wants to fucking have a gym in his house. That's my thing. Like, I have a super nice gym. Everybody's like, oh, you, that's because you own Crandall Fitness. I'm like, dude, I started buying this in 1998 when I was 16. I'm like, it's been 25 years. I go, if you buy one piece of equipment every year for 25 years, you'll have a whole shitload of equipment too. Like, trust me, yeah. you really will. You'll be 40, but you'll have a whole bunch of cool stuff. It just takes a really long time. Like, I didn't walk into a store and drop $50,000 on a home gym. You know what I mean? Like, it just takes time. Right. But everybody, you know, wants the whole damn gym now. But Right. So we try to just keep everything. If I can get it to where I can have like a automatic discount that happens when you go check out and do local pickup, I'll probably raise some of the prices and do the whole free shipping thing. Honestly, maybe make the racks like 1100 bucks or whatever. Cause I think we charge 125 bucks to ship one now. Right. So if I put 125 bucks on top of that, they'll get 10% off. They'll get $1,100 off. They'll be about the same price as they were before. Yeah. Right. But once you say like over a thousand bucks for rack, I'm like, I just can't, even if I'm making like a hundred bucks or 200 bucks on a rack, like I just can't, like I can make 300 or 400. Like I just can't because that's like a big deal, right? I want to, I want to keep it affordable. Like I, I, and I, and trust me, there's people going to listen to this or whatever. They're going to be like two grand's a shitload of money too. Like, no, it is. It is like, I'm not saying it's not, it's just think about, you're going to have like, it's steel, right? Cause we don't do any of the cardio stuff. Cause I'm afraid of like motors and, like treadmills and stuff. Like I don't want to warranty those, honestly, you're going to have this power rack. And even if we have power racks, we've had outside at gyms for two years and they're in perfect shape. Like you're going to have this thing. It's steel. It's going to last forever. It's steel. Mm -hmm. Like the weights are steel. You know what I mean? Like if you get the steel weights, the bench, like maybe you replace the pads in five or 10 years. If you're using it by yourself, the chances are you'll never replace the pad. You know what I mean? You're using it once a day, five days a week or something, four days a week. Like you got that pad. That's just going to last you for, ever like literally forever and you're going to invest two grand right yeah. have you noticed before to me it seemed like you're either a home gym guy or you're a commercial gym guy either a box or uh you know a, a gold's fitness gold's gym or something like that right have you i've noticed have you noticed now people are doing both like oh, before yeah. the competition was hey this is freaking covid we got to push out as much crap as we can everybody wants a home gym and when that covid ends the, all these companies are going to go out of business and they're going to go back to commercial gyms. Well, now it seems like I've had a lot of customers come in and talk to me directly and be like, I want to rack. I just want to rack a bar, a bench and a weight set and some dumbbells in case the gym's closed or it's a holiday, or I just don't feel like going in that day. I could do my bench press and squats at home, but I'm going to go in and do my peripheral stuff, my arms and shoulders. I would say I've, I've said this since I've started six, seven years ago. I think the best option for most people is a combo some sort of option where do what you love, but yeah, get doing just the home gym can be very tough. So I, I think like whether you have like a lunch option or your work or you go to a gym with like classes, like to each their own, but I think most people need some sort of variety. So yeah, I think, I definitely think uh, like if you can afford a monthly yeah, membership, yeah keep it and split, split it up or do whatever um, there, for most people having a home gym is a no brainer. Like, like you said, like if you can't make it to the gym, 
or if it's hard to make it to the gym. So, well, not only that, there's like, you can go to Planet Fitness, it's 10 bucks a month, right? Right. So yeah. like you do your meat and potatoes here because right, they have the long alarm and you're going to get yelled at if you try to bench too much or whatever. But you can go in there and do like your circuit. Hey, I'm going to yeah. do a leg circuit, my leg curls, my leg extensions. Like for the people who aren't going to put all those damn things in their house. But then you also have, and then you can do the cardio. You know, you don't want to buy, you don't want to buy a $2,000 treadmill. Like go to Planet Fitness, do your cardio, come home, do your lifts. You know what I mean? My biggest thing about the home gym one was always convenience, and now before it was always convenience, and now is kids. It's like yeah, you can't take your kids to a commercial gym like unless they have a daycare. But like my eleven, nine, and seven year old will come in here and work out with me, right? Like if you have kids, they can't go to the commercial gyms. What are you gonna do? You're like, oh well, I don't have daycare, or you can't afford to pay for daycare, right? And they can't go. So now you can take them into your gym or your house, and even if they're not working out, they're seeing you work out, right? Kids are like little sponges, right? So you're working out. All of a sudden, they think lifting is normal, right? They think exercise is normal and fitness is normal. Because, like, I don't know about your parents, but my parents weren't workout people, right? Like, that whole generation was like, we do farm work. Like, my dad's like, we do farm work because I've got two brothers and three sisters, right? We're all good size. We just piled 200 bales, little square bales. Like, yeah, yeah but I still got to lift. Like, that concept of me going down the basement and doing bench press or squats or something or lap pull downs is like, my dad's like, you're wasting crazy. your time. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that sounds stupid. Why would you do, why would you do that? Right. But now my kids are like, my son can be like, my seven year old can be like, Dad, let's go do the Smith machine or Hey Dad, let's go do that arm workout or shoulder workout. You know what I mean? Like they understand. I, I mean, they spend half their time flexing, but in the mirror. <laughs> But you know what I mean? But then they climb all everything like it's a jungle gym. But at least they like when they get older, they're going to and somebody's like, oh, you like to work out? I mean, like since I was a little kid, like that just seemed normal. Like doesn't doesn't everybody have a home gym and work out? You know, like isn't this just what everyone does? Right. That was not so, the case. That was like the my main motivation. Why I started the home gym like my own was like one convenience because there's just no good gyms around. Like so if I want to just walk downstairs after basketball practice or whatever. I'm going to go lift. And then now as I get older, it's like teaching my kids that health and fitness and exercise is uh, normal. Right? That's like, this is what we do. Right? Everybody yeah. does this. And and if you don't do it, you're the weird one. As opposed to before when it was like, you're weird because you go work out. Right? It's become, right. especially now. I mean, God dang. Like now with like the military and law enforcement and stuff like that, people like lowering their standards, right? Because people can't pass body fat percentage tests or people can't do push-ups. We don't do a run anymore. We're just going to have you guys bicycle. Like in my line of work, like you'll die, right? You'll get killed. Someone will take your ass to the ground, beat the crap out of you, take your gun, and then you're going to die because you're fat. Like I know people get super butt hurt when somebody tells them that. But like if you're a fat cop, you're a liability to all the people around you. And you see fat cops everywhere, right? Uh -huh. Because for some reason, every not every agency, but apparently it's it, to me it looks like every agency. Either you have the jacked cops, right, or you got the fat cops. It's yeah. like they get in, and then agencies don't have a maintenance requirement. It's not like the fire department where you got to do like a yearly PT test. For some reason, law enforcement doesn't have that, and right. so you got these fat goddamn cops, and you're like, dude, if you get into a chase. You're either going to have a heart attack, you're not going to catch the dude, or he's going to turn around and beat the shit out of you, and you're going to die. 
right? Like, it's just, it's like, you cannot be an effective law enforcement officer and be out of shape. Like, you can't be. It's impossible unless you're behind a desk, I guess, right? And you're never going to be in the street. You're never going to have to arrest anybody. But, like, it's the same with, like, jujitsu or something. Like, we do jujitsu now. I do it with a, because I want the boys to get into it and they have a, a class at the same time for adults as the kids. So I do that. But, like, just teaching, just learning that too. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. And that's what's great about the home gym is, right, is you don't have to, like, I'm a meathead, right? So I have a bodybuilding gym. That honestly, recently, I'm like, maybe I should clear some stuff out so I can have some room to do lunges or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Other silly thing I want to do, you know, some In fucking balls. push yeah. press or something. Yeah, get a, yeah, throw something around, like do something silly, you know, for the kids, like to make it more interactive for them, right? So they're not just like isolating everything when they work out with me. It's like you can turn your home gym into like, hey, I'm going to do lifting. I'm going to have a punching bag. I'm going to have a little piece of turf I got off the internet so I can do sled pushes or whatever people do with a sled. I don't do sleds. So I don't know, but you know, like that kind of stuff. And you have like this whole environment that's like health and fitness, but it's not just like geared towards like meathead or powerlifting or CrossFit or whatever. It's like this whole total body. And then they can kind of pick and choose like, Oh, you know, I really like the lifting dad. Like, I think I'll stick with the lifting or I really like yeah. doing the kettlebell stuff mixed with the card. Like you can, or I like doing the boxing and then I get tired and I'll go do some squats or I'll do squats first. And then, and, some whatever and try to do a boxing like two minute round while I'm fatigued, you know, and all this kind of stuff or do some jujitsu in there. have, you know, they can do with each other, but it's like, you can create this whole environment of like health and fitness, but in your house, then you can put your own music, wear the clothes you want to wear. You know what I mean? Hang out with your kids, hang out with your wife, invite your buddies over, you know? And like, you don't have to worry about people on their phones. Like I swear to God, the last time I went to a commercial gym, there was like five high school kids and the kid on the machine is like, on his phone while the other kids are standing around him on his phone. No one's doing anything. And the five of them are holding up like a peck deck. I'm like, get the fuck off the peck deck because you're going to, you're there for, you've been there for like 40 minutes. Okay. It's time to get your ass off the goddamn peck deck. You know what I mean? Or the bench press. It's like, we're going to do 48,000 sets of bench. It's going to take 10 minutes each set. Cause we're going to be talking and filming. And so that, I think that might be part of the thing too, with like commercial gyms is people are just tired of like, kids and people like on their phones and filming themselves or being in the background of people filming, you know, they just want to go in there and put their headphones on, do their shit and leave. And you got yeah. you're waiting for equipment or it's always busy or there's crowds. And you're like, man, I'm tired of this shit. Like I'll go in there, yeah. knock out my cardio. I'm going to go home and do my bench press and shit in my house. Cause I just don't want to deal with <laughs> people like being yeah, in the way, yeah. especially like high school kids. God, they're the worst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like in high school, you go in, you go to weights class, you knock out and you leave, right? Nobody's filming. You weren't filming each other doing squats and you're just talking no, shit no. and playing like ACDC yeah. and Metallica. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh -huh. So now it's like people just want to be, I think, especially after COVID, I think people kind of got used to being at home and hanging out with their families more and doing stuff. So like if you have a home gym at your house, you're just, it's really pushing that, that narrative. They're like, Hey, we can kind of do this here and, Oh, now I don't have to drive 30 minutes to a gym, even a close gym, right? Let's say the gym's two blocks away and you're in a city. That's still 15 minutes, right? 15 minutes. Then you got to go in, you clock in, you're like, fingers crossed. No one's on every single machine I want to use because there's a chance they're going to be on like half of them. It's going to be taken. You have to wait. Then drive back. You're like, I can walk in and be like, oh, look, the weights I used last time or my warm-up weights already there. I leave it on, lay down, all the stuff set up for you, knock it out. 45 minutes later, you're walking in your kitchen with your protein shake and you're on with your day instead of two hours 
I was just going to say there's, I mean, there's a reason that home gyms are still growing. Like there's still a high interest to a lot of people. So I'm curious. I don't know if anybody's ever asked you this. So what got you in to doing this stuff for like Instagram and then creating this whole page? Did you have it before COVID or is it just something you jumped into? Did you always have a home gym? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I started a home gym primarily, or I started using the home gym more primarily when I had my daughter who is almost eight. So I've been using it for a while now. And I honestly just started it because I noticed there wasn't too much content out there. And I thought, um, this is really helping my life. could probably create something out of this that would help a lot of other people. So it was, it was simply out of like, oh, this is helping my life. More people should know. So I started something. I thought maybe there might be a, opportunities there. Simple as that. That's badass. Well, well, congratulations. You've been killing it. The home gym con thing is awesome. I would love to be able to sign up and go because I'm like, God damn, everybody and their dog is there. We need to be there. But like, because I have the damn full-time job, like getting, and so when I get annual leave, I've been in 14 years. I'm still like at the bottom of the barrel somehow. Mm-hmm. So when I put in for stuff, I can only put in for it for six months out and it's only in six months increments, right? So this one is from March to the end of September. Got it. The next one goes from October 1st to the end of March. So uh-huh. your thing's in April. I won't even know if I got the time off to go to your event until two weeks before the event happens. But- I mean, even if you can't come as a company, it's 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 a good time. So you should consider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, but it's even getting the time off because, uh, right. believe it or not, with uh, 14 years in, I still get like Thursdays and Fridays off. Uh-huh. I don't get any weekends off unless I have to do like annual leave and then I can take weekends off in conjunction with my annual leave. That's how it works with Warpatrol. So just the timing of yours, like if it was in March, I would know back in September because I yeah. put in for it and I would already know from March to April, from, from, right, from October to March, what I'm going to have. Yeah. But because in April, I don't know till like the last week or second to last week of March, if I'd even get the days off to go. Right. So yeah, we might try to get up there this year just to go, but I would love to bring, cause if I'm going to do a booth, we're going to do a big one, like 500 square feet or a thousand, like some crazy amount, you know, just to have uh-huh. a bunch of crap. But then I have to drive it all up there, right? In my little box truck. Yes. yes. <laughs> Which yeah. is a haul too, because you guys are kind of far away. For sure. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it'll be, it, it, eventually I'm hoping that this will grow large enough where I can make this my main thing. And then that's not, you know, that's not an issue anymore. Right. So how was it this last year from your opinion? Did you, was it oh, better I, than you thought? Was it as good as you thought? Was it not as good as you thought? What'd you, what'd you think? Because obviously next year you booked a shitload of people already. So I'm guessing that it was a, pretty good success yeah i think for year one you can't really complain i think basically everybody that came like had a good time i think there was just a lot of perks um to it was just like a really good crowd like genuine people a lot of people that have chatted online for years and finally were able to meet you know every all of the vendors did like an amazing job so it looked really well in there so yeah i mean i think Like just the fact that everybody had a good time and, you know, basically everybody signed right back up and a lot of, a lot of people that came bought tickets right away as well, even though we still have a whole year to go. It was a great time. Yeah. My, my, my thing, it seems, I don't know what, what your opinion is, but it seems like all the owners I've talked to, including rep 
uh, French Sport, like Executive Fit, all the guys that own companies, Bar Bear, Bear Steel, all those guys, like, they're all super nice dudes. Oh, yeah. I've, I've only had one issue with one person, but I can tell you about that offline. But everybody else, everybody else is super nice and, like, welcoming. And, like, you might be competing, but, like, it's not like they're walking over like, fuck you, Crandall Fitness, because you got power racks. You know what I mean? Like, everybody is, like, pretty nice, like, nice and cordial. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't seem like anybody's, you know, yeah. cutthroat. Like, and I talked to Peter from Fringe. I was texting with him and uh, – about meeting up and having like a meeting kind of help each other out or whatever, more and more him helping me. Right. right. Um, he's been in the game a lot longer than I have, but like, it's like what other industry where you'd be like, you call up a competitor and he's going to be like, Oh yeah, there's more than enough space for everybody, which is what I think too. You know, the same thing. Ryan told me the same thing from rep is like, dude, there's more than enough space. Like, I don't care. Like I get it. You're selling stuff. Like it doesn't bother us. I don't hate you. You know what I mean? Like if you have any questions about warehouse space and how to do stuff like that, like call me, I'll help you, you know? I don't know too many other industries where you're going to call your competitors and they're going to be like, let me help you do better. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah. it just, it just isn't going to happen because they're so ultra competitive. And like, I think people just understand, like, there's just, it seems that most of the guys in this space that started companies started because they were already avid lifters or fitness people. Mm -hmm. And they're like, Hey, we're all in this community together and we're all trying to spread the word of like home fitness and exercise and, and health and stuff. And it's, we're all on the same page. So nobody's like, fuck you for trying to bring fitness to El Paso, Crandall fitness. You know what I mean? Like, like they don't really care if I have a store there. Right. You know? Right. Like I was trying to help, trying to help Peter like build up his, his clientele, like in Austin, right? Hey, let's do this. Maybe we could try this with your store. You know, and that's what we're going to, you know, I want to meet him about, like, maybe I can help him because we've got two retail stores that do really well. Like, hey, maybe I can help you, like, get some more retail stuff in Austin. I'm like, that's a big area. Like, you can make a lot more. I mean, you can make a lot of money on Austin. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that where it's like, yeah, I might sell stuff to Austin, but, like, helping him. The thing is, right, the, the saying is the rising tide raises all boats, right? So if yeah. we all spread the word of fitness, like, through your page and and uh garage gym lab or whatever you know cooper whoever the mm -hmm. hell else um everybody's spreading the word all the owners now more and more people are like oh i should get a home gym i should think about it because they're hearing For it sure. from more and more people because you're hearing it from different angles you're seeing so many ads and so the more people that are interested the more people buy stuff and they're not buying all from one place right everybody has an opinion on what they want to buy and colors and whatever match this match that and so it's going to spread the word just word of mouth more for everyone so it's going to help everybody in the industry sell more stuff and help all the companies be more profitable because they're they're all helping each other like as long as we're spreading like the word of you know fitness and stuff like that i think i think it's it's, it's better for everybody yeah right no doubt about it yeah for sure right and one, oh, one thing i was gonna say because i was talking about the colors is like so we i don't know how many i i'm pretty sure we're the only company that has like 57 different colors of bars so we tried to, and my, that was one thing. Okay. That was one thing. I bought a bunch of those camo bars and there are certain colors that don't sell very well. I thought there was more like Steelers fans out there, the yellow and black, not as big, not as big. You know what I mean? But like, it seems like now that you've got your home gym, there's enough companies out there with enough colors that everybody's customizing their stuff. Right. You got yeah. 
Basin Brandon going black and white. You got Garage Gym Labs got that blue with the neon green. You know, everybody's got like I do white and black. Everybody's got an orange, a color scheme. So we have like a bar, right? Either a solid or a camo because we have our own camo pattern. We have a bar for everybody, right? And then we offer every bar with black sleeves and every bar with chrome sleeves because I found out people are picky about the sleeve color of their bars and they can be very picky. They'll be like, I don't want chrome. I have to have black. You know what I mean? Or vice versa or whatever. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So we try to offer a mil. That was our main thing at the beginning was doing all the bars because I wanted to be able to like, if you're a Steelers fan or a Cowboys fan or Miami Heat fan or whatever, Ohio State, like, oh, we got a bar for you, right? We got the colors that are going to match whatever you need. Uh-huh. So that's like our, that's besides the free motion swing arms. That's probably like the thing that we have that I haven't noticed other companies have is like the very specific, like broad range of colors with the solid or the camo stuff. And and also like in curl bars, we have seven, 14 different colors of curl bars. You know what I mean? Com- yeah. Color combinations. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like super curl bars and everything like just offering you. Cause everybody likes to have that little customization, right? Like, Everybody doesn't want to have an all black home gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they like to have that, that thing and pink, purple, whether you're a guy or girl, whatever, you know, yellow, orange, you know, blue, whatever. Yeah. I'll make sense. Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any other, do you have any questions like specific, like shoot, do you have any specific questions about the industry that maybe you've wondered about that no one else will tell you that I'll tell you that I'll tell you. I'm pretty open. Like on my live feeds, I spill a lot of beans. Nothing really comes to my mind. Right, I put you, I kind of put you on the spot. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I, I feel like I have a pretty good understanding of why a lot of things are done the way they are. I think the big thing is just like the hidden costs behind a lot of the things that you do and what what makes prices the way they are. I mean, I, I was just going to say, I don't really have any anything, but I did want to just hear like where you saw your company in five years. I'm hoping in five years, honestly, I hope in five years we're combined the two retail spaces and our warehouse into one giant, like 20,000 square foot building. That's kind of halfway in between both cities. That's more like a, mm-hmm. a place to go. Kind of like how rogue had there out is, yep. do you, is rogue showroom open. It's not anymore. Is it? I don't know. They closed it down. Didn't they? I think I you have, have no to like idea. get shipping even if you live in Columbus. So I want to have like a giant building where we can have everything there in stock and like we have that now, except for some of our newer machines, like the, the, the lap pull down and the functional trainer, we have those in our El Paso store, but not the cruise store. We just don't have the room or a loading dock for that. But I would love to have like one giant location where you can walk in and be like that, that, that with commercial stuff like leg presses and stuff like that, like that, 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 even if you're a commercial gym, walk in and be like, I want this, 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 and we can literally load it up. And by the next week you have like a whole gym sitting in here. Yeah. We do that now with home cool. gyms. But I would love to scale that up. Also, it makes shipping more efficient, right? We'd have all the inventory there. It's just the less steps I have to, the less times I have to pick up a 80-pound dumbbell and move it is the better for me, honestly. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like the, that makes sense. The less moving of 45-pound bumpers, if I have to move 300 of them in a day, I'd rather not. I'd rather just use a forklift and set them down and just have them back there. And then you come in and pick from the showroom, and then you back your truck around, and we'll load it up in the back. Because now yeah. you walk in, you pick what you want. Then we load it up on a cart by hand, and then we drive it out to your truck, and then we load it up by hand again. So it would be nice to just streamline that along with the shipping really well. But time will tell. I think I think if we're still doing the keeping the customer service and that kind of stuff where we're at right now, I think I don't think we're gonna have a problem because we have a we have a good following, and we get a lot a lot of positive comments about like just 
the way we help people, especially when they have a problem. If UPS damages something or you get home and something's wrong, like we take care of it like as soon as possible. And it's important because I like it when I go somewhere and somebody kisses my butt and they're like, hey, we're going to do whatever we can do, right? To make you feel like you're a super important customer because that's how you want to feel. So I want all of our customers to feel like they're the most important customer we've ever had, right? Because you, you feel good, right? You don't want to feel like you're yeah. just like a number that you shipped and like, oh, this, fuck, this guy only spent like fucking 50 bucks. Who gives a shit? He bought a shirt and a sticker. Like, who gives a shit? Like, no. Like, everything you buy from us is important to us. We don't give a shit if you spend $15,000 or $10 to buy a booty band. We love that you came and like supported us. You know what I mean? Like it's important to us because we're family owned. Most of our employees right now are family, nieces and nephews, you know, mm-hmm. and, and most of our family has helped us, especially my wife's family. Cause they're down here. They help us move crates. They've helped us unload like three semis in one day. Like when we were doing that stuff by ourselves, like without them, I would have been just effed. Probably would have quit a couple of times. You know what I mean? Having that kind of support. It's just a different ball game, and it's just a different culture down here because it's Hispanic, right? They just have like the super family oriented. That you can oh, call them, and they'll be yeah. like, "Hey, we're unloading four shit." Like we unloaded to open that store in El Paso, we unloaded three semis. It was like a hundred and fifty thousand pounds, and we did it in like four hours. And they stayed. We had to make them go home. They just stayed forever, and we were unloading. We had seventy-five pallets and crates to unload, and they stayed and unload every. F- damn one of them. And then we, they came back the next day and then helped me sort all of it and put it away and put racks up. Like it's hard to describe like, like that family, like that, that kind of dynamic, unless you experience it and you're like, Holy shit. Like these people put down everything and wasted their weekend to come help us and didn't complain, never complained, like happy to do it. You know, and they're like, Hey, if you ever need help again, you're like, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, I'm exhausted. What is wrong? Like how are you still rocking and rolling? You know? It's just that's a great, awesome. that, so that's been a huge help as her, like, and my wife too, right? Like she's in the space now and she never wanted to be in the space and she never wanted to own this company. And, and she probably never wanted me to do this because she was like, you don't know what the fuck you're getting yourself into. Or, and she was also, you know, in reality, probably worried about the longevity and how we we're going to do. Right. And I just did it anyway. And we, and she supported me and now we're, doing this and now she's not even right. She could, she was able to quit her job. So she works for us full time, but she was also like one of the days, one of our shipments came early back in the day when we had the warehouse and she had to unload the entire container by herself with a forklift and put it away like by herself. I'm not sure how many wives would do that. <laughs> Be like, well, shit, my husband's at work. So I guess I'll just grab this forklift that I've never driven really. And haven't really unloaded anything, and I'm just gonna do it and put the. She got the ramp out there. I think she used the forklift and kind of scooted it and like finagled it out there and got it going and just did it. And by the time I got there, it was done. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, oh, so I'm pretty awesome. lucky in that aspect that my wife's pretty badass. You know what I mean? So everybody's like a hundred percent on board. And then also, I'll tell your people, we just finalized a partnership with Black Rifle Coffee. So now we are official partner of Black Rifle Coffee. So if any of you are members of your listeners are members of the black rifle coffee of their month. They have a monthly membership thing. We get coffee every month. If you go in there, you will now find Crandall fitness and you, we have a specific, we have a special discount code in there nice. for their members. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. And that happened because of the other podcast, right? The one with 
with Andy. Um, so now you guys can get an exclusive discount. Also, if you're military or law enforcement, email us through our website and I'll make you a code and it'll be good for life. It'll never expire. No matter what the sale is, you'll always get your discount. We'll always take care of the, the military and first responder guys. Always. Awesome. So, well, good to know. I think that's Sorry, a good, a uh, <laughs> I got to run, but I'm going to close yeah, this no, now. No. But, yeah, I'm um, a bit of a talker. So I'm yeah, like, you well, are. No. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Go check out Crandall fitness, uh, crandallfitness.com. Sean's on Instagram at Crandall fitness, anywhere else, anything else you'd want to say before uh, we got Instagram, we got Crandall.fitness. We're on Twitter, YouTube. We have how to build videos on a bunch of our equipment, how to use videos. We're on Facebook. We're everywhere. Everywhere there's social media, mm -hmm. TikTok, whatever. Um, I just want to say thanks, Jake, for letting me come on. Also, thank you for what you're doing on Instagram. Honestly, dude, you're one of the first people that I reached out to. We did those giveaways, and you're one of the uh -huh. first people that like helped us grow our base. So thank uh -huh. you for helping out the little guy like me because oh, you, you probably awesome. added 10,000 followers to us, and that's you. You did that. You could have said no, and you didn't. So we're I seriously, I'm in debt to you forever. You got it, man. You literally helped us put us on the map to start. So I really appreciate it. So thank oh. you for having me. Come on, man. I'm glad I you're killing that. it with the home gym con stuff. Like I wish nothing but the best for you, my man. Well, thank you. So, well, thank you. Right back at you. Yeah. Yeah. All thank right. you very much, my man. Anytime, anytime you want to do this, I'm, I'm game. You got it. Just man. be prepared for at least an hour or more. 